he is he's your other host i am the other host I'm how you doing zach it's been a little pretty bit. good it has been a while since we've recorded man it has a lot of things Let's been see. going on yeah right. we took a break uh, correct me if i'm wrong we took a, a little break because you, you you went away for a little bit right that's how it took started a, we took a hiatus it started with me going out of town and then continued into oh, oh you went to north carolina after that i yeah. believe so it's just been been a very busy busy time and getting busier thank god so yeah it, it is a good thing i'm glad we're able to record this one right now but yeah you went out of town i went out of town and then the uh fun thing is i'm going out of town this weekend again too so oof yes yes well you careful out there man apparently we got another tropical storm coming so you never <laughs> you know, know. Funny is I, I've just I've got a great story about this this storm. So Dorian or the um uh Dorian. Okay. I don't even know what the names of the other ones are yet. Humberto. So, Humberto apparently. Are you serious? Yeah, it's Humberto. It goes in it goes in alphabetical order, apparently. Oh yeah, I knew I knew that. I just didn't know what the name was. Mm. Anyways, so uh the hurricane's way off on the coast. I think it was it was like a category two and a coworker of mine was like uh talking to me about the hurricane i'm like dude i'm not even worried about it it's not it, it's nothing at the moment it still has to go through uh, a ton of water it's got to go through islands and then on top of that it almost always curves up so anyways long story short you're that guy the the hurricane gets to a cat five out in the ocean and it's coming this way and i'm just like dude it's still probably not even going to hit us like at all and he didn't really want to stick around for a cat five. So he decided to drive up to his family Anyone? Up in South Carolina. Hold on though. Up in South Carolina. So he oh drives up there. And then what happens is the hurricane doesn't even touch Florida, at least nowhere down here near where we are. And while he's up there, it hits him up there <laughs> <laughs> and he loses power. And we're just, we're just sitting fine and nothing we're even chilling. happened. So you he, know he he was stuck. Well, I would, don't want to say stuck, but he was up in South Carolina for that whole time, trying to avoid it, and just went right into the direct path of it. Yeah, I mean, you he's not from Florida. Anybody really from Florida doesn't leave for a hurricane unless they're like in a situation where they have to. But unless you're in the Keys, put it that way. No, oh, yeah. Um, but, most yeah, places rule, down rule here, unless you're one. in like mobile homes or stuff like that. Which let me preface this by saying, you know prayers out and all the support that you can possibly give to the Bahamas. They yes. got wrecked by Dorian and North that Carolina and South Carolina got pretty wrecked too. They got flooded, but yeah, but there's nothing like nothing, what happened in the Bahamas. Nothing like the Bahamas really. It's, it's just, it seems like every time a storm comes through the Bahamas, get hit. it's like inevitable. It's just inevitable. Hey, there, so, there are a little barrier to uh, all of the much. crazy weather. Well, usually as a Floridian, you, you're always hoping it hits Cuba or DR or it's something like that. Because, you know, well, not like on people or anything like that, but because of the mountainous terrain in Cuba, uh, it really takes a toll out of the storm. But um, no, man, we're sitting pretty. This is like, you know, we do have another the storm. Humberto apparently is taking the same exact track as Dorian. So God willing, that thing does not go through the Bahamas again. I some of the, that some of the, the time yet. I'm like, you know, the Flor Florida is just so much better prepared to take a hit from a storm like that, that it's like some sometimes, man, I'm like, yo, please miss Puerto Rico and just hit us because 
it's going to inconvenience inconvenience us for a little bit, but at least it doesn't, you know, wreck the, you know, a poorer country. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing with us here is all of our building codes are much, much better. I mean, they're built to withstand um, any, well, I mean, as best as possible, they're built to withstand some hurricanes and high winds and things like that, whereas you don't have those same codes and inspections in other uh, well, other countries, um, but even other states within the U.S., they're just not built anywhere near as strong, unfortunately. That's, that's kind of what ended up happening over in the Bahamas and, and even in um, the Keys a while ago. I mean, they got wrecked the last one. You know, there there's some video I saw in Freeport. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's literally the second floor it's being recorded and if i had the video i would i would say we link it in the in the podcast info here and by the time we post this it'll be probably a month and a half past or a month past um the actual hurricane but um nonetheless this video had imagine a second story home and you're looking mm-hmm. at your staircase and the water's up to the last step of the sec of the top of the staircase Mm-hmm. And you're looking at your balcony outside and water is literally flooding your balcony. That is terrifying. That's crazy. I mean, the videos from the Bahamas are pretty crazy too. I mean, I I can't remember how high up above seawater they are, but there was, I think everything was flooded, man. How it's, about, um, <laughs> did you have the pleasure of going grocery shopping? Me? before the store yeah before the store dude honestly where i really, am are you really there waiting? was nothing there was nobody was being created there was gas everywhere there was nobody in the stores there was plenty of water but in boca it's like people just like lost their minds it, it, <laughs> there was i'm not even kidding you the line to a gas station went all the way down clintmore road and if from where the gas station is if you don't know where clintmore road is it, no, I don't. it literally, it was like a mile long line to the gas station that took over an hour to get to the gas station. I've been in that situation, but for that the bad. storm, whatever the name of the storm was that hit last year. Wasn't it like Irma or something? Irma or Matthew? I don't know. No, it wasn't Matthew. Oh, Isaac. Uh, it was Isaac, right? No, it wasn't Isaac. I would have remembered Dang, that. Name. That was, that was um, before. I think it was Irma. Uh, anyways, I didn't have to. Thankfully... I put gas without thinking about it before Dorian became an actual threat. And so I had mm-hmm. a full tank like the whole time because like two days before Dorian, I get a frantic call from my sister and <laughs> she's like, she's going to hate me for saying this story, but she's, <laughs> she's like, I lost Oliver. Oliver is this little Maltese. And I'm like, Oh dear God. I'm, oh, I was no. literally heading, heading to a meeting. And uh, she's like, I lost the dog and I can't find him. I'm like, where did he go? And how did he get out? She's like, I don't know. He must have gotten out when I went to the grocery store like two hours ago. And I'm like, oh, my God, he could be anywhere. I didn't tell (laughs) that to her at that time. But I was like, Jesus, two hours. And this is not the type of dog that like runs off and just doesn't come back. He's the type of dog that you let him outside and he's like, oh, no, hell no. Like Darwin's law out here is just not going (laughs) to let me live. So let me just stay by the doorstep is my best chance. But no, a little punk dog ran off. I drove around the neighborhood asking every person around, like, hey, have you seen a dog? I mean, some people look genuinely scared because 
in our society nowadays, a stranger comes to talk to you and it's like, what is he trying to get at? Um, so no, I, I looked for the dog for like an hour and a half, couldn't find him. And, uh, eventually, my mom gets there, starts walking down the street and she's like saying a prayer in her head. She's like, God, please just point me in the direction of this dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I promise you, she turns around and there's a man, an old man walking down the street with the dog in his hands. <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> he was, crazy. He was living like uh, a cr- the way my sister's house set up, he would have been like down the block, but behind their house, like by probably, I don't know, a little less than a quarter mile, but nonetheless a distance. Like the dog would have had to travel. I don't know why the hell the dog did that, but yeah. I guess he's not as loyal as I thought he was. <laughs> I was you just know, curious. Or the, or the Napoleon complex. You know, little dogs have the Napoleon complex. Um, act, maybe he thought he could take on the world. That dog would have been dead in half a day for sure. Like it, <laughs> it's straight up. But um, I actually told my sister I was messing with her. Yeah, you know I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I found the dog like 15 minutes into the looking, and uh, I saw the old man had him. I paid him 150 dollars to keep him, and uh, turns out it wasn't enough money. And he brought him back two hours later. <laughs> Too much of a pain in the butt. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what have you been up to? What is the newest in the new the <sighs> life of the great Zach Newton? Well, uh, I mean, I guess the the newest thing, or I sort of most different thing I've been doing recently is trying to learn Gatsby JS and understand that I'm not. What is Very Gatsby familiar. JS for the okay, layman? So and I am the layman because I don't know what the you, Gatsby is. Yeah, you are the layman. Well, I kind of so, know what it is. But. Gatsby JS, first of all, it's, it's it's built off of React, which is something else that I'm not familiar with. I've never used in my life. So I'm trying to learn that. But basically, uh, it's, a, it's a framework that, well, React is a framework and Gatsby uses that. But what Gatsby JS is, is it's a static site generator. So for websites, you can go through and build things like components and, uh, and you know, import those into pages. And uh, I, don't, I don't know how, do you understand what that means? Or do I need to go into more detail? It's a form of that? code, isn't it? I mean, you use it for when you, if you're designing... Well, wow. so Gatsby JS, it's it's not a language; it's it's a tool. Um, okay, it's a tool in a sense, built on top of the language. Yeah, and I mean, you, you could look it up as well if you want to learn a little bit more about it. But it it uses some JavaScript. It uses some web technologies and things like that. But I mean, again, what it allows you to do is build a static website, and because it's a static website that you're basically going to build and put on a server it's extremely fast which i love because i hate websites uh, i mean if it's if it's a web application that that's different i mean that that'll warrant having a, a database and things like that but when it's just a website and it's for just it's marketing for, or, or whatever the case is i hate solutions like wordpress and other solutions um that are similar to that because they add so much bloat to it. It's like, first of all, I don't need a database to load 
a website. You, you don't need that at all. I mean, if, if it's just a simple site, make it static, which, which means you're not having to query the database and wait for a response back with whatever you're looking for. It's just, it's there. Um, so, but I mean, the, the WordPress is in the Squarespace and all the other different types. Uh, they have their place. I mean, if you were to go and do build a website with Gatsby, it's going to be a lot more work and a higher budget of a website that you're paying for for some well, of the smaller businesses. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that Squarespace and WordPress doesn't have their place. I mean, they definitely have their place. If you need something quick and you want something that's a very powerful editor for somebody, um, uh, maybe a potential client, Squarespace would be great. But if you know what you want and you have the skills or you have the budget and you want something more custom, I mean, exactly. when you're looking at things like performance, I mean, Gatsby or even something like Jekyll, which is Jekyll I'm very familiar with. It's it's kind of the, the same thing, but it works The thing is, is, is custom brings on continued maintenance as well because you can't just have a custom site and have your team that doesn't know anything about web run it and so to me like if i'm if i'm meeting with a business and they need a site if they don't have a budget for somebody to maintain the site or somebody who could know how to add to a custom site and add pages or you know whatever they need to add later down the road yeah that's a maintenance plan but it's a more expensive one because of the (laughs) being that the site is built from the ground up rather than a more user-friendly version, which you can hand the keys off and not worry about having somebody on the payroll or needing, you know what I mean? That kind of. No, I, I know what you mean. But, and, but yeah, go ahead. I would say that, you know, the best case scenario is that your client doesn't want a custom made website. I would, because that would be. A, a much more... Well, yeah, I mean, that would, that would obviously be nice, but. Um, Could you integrate I mean, Gatsby that... with, um, with some of those other. Website builders or no? <clears throat> uh, okay, so website builders are one thing, but a con- a CMS or a content management so- uh, system, sorry, is something that's completely different. Now, I can connect many different uh, CMSs and even headless CMSs to Gatsby. CMS um, is a content management system. It is a content management ex- system, yes. So there's things... You got to let the audience know because if they don't... <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the name of of one is that I pretty much use all the time. What was it? CMS? Uh, It is a CMS. Forestry. Yeah, so forestry is one CMS that I use uh, a lot. So you integrate it into your custom site. Yeah. And so, I mean, what I was saying a little bit ago is I'm, I'm much more familiar with using something like Jekyll, which is another static site generator but it it's completely different in the way that it works um on the development side of things so what these are is they're really like a development tool so jekyll runs using ruby and you generate all the files locally on your computer gatsby's a lot smarter i would say a little steep more of a learning curve there but so what is what is your go-to combination of all right, so I, my name's Mario and I have a, a large company and I'd like you to make a custom site for me. What is going to be your go-to solution? I think that'll be helpful for somebody listening to this to think about what is the what is the latest and greatest. It doesn't have to be the latest and greatest either, just your workflow. What would you yeah. choose and combine together to build a website? 
Well, right now, without understanding Gatsby and React in its fullest, uh, I mean, the easiest thing for me, especially, would be to mix Jekyll, which is again a static site generator, makes it very easy to build things to kind of template things as well, and then connect that to a CMS like Forestry. Now, that's what I would do right this second, most likely. Uh, but if this site is going to be larger or need to have certain features, maybe like a authentication wall or things like that, that's where I would go and use something more like Gatsby. I just is need to learn a little more. Is Jekyll's website, JekyllRB.com? JekyllRB.com, yeah. How do you feel about a site? I mean, this is <laughs> so like Forestry has a beautiful website. Oh, it's beautiful. But Jekyll's site is just like ugly. By, by uh, the Jekyll's the Jekyll site is is terrible. It, I mean, well, it's I don't want to say the site's it has, terrible. It has such, it's it has very such a good. Though. It's an ugly site for, for such a great tool, right? Oh uh, yeah, no, the tool itself is phenomenal. Like I love Jekyll. If you wanna, if you know how to build websites and you wanna you know, make yourself more proficient and make things much easier for yourself. Use Jekyll. I mean, it, it or even if you're building yourself a little blog, I mean, I would suggest using Jekyll. It makes it very how, simple. How much code do you need to know in order to start with Jekyll? You need to be a full on, uh, you need to have a few, at least HTML and CSS. Uh, you so. need at least HTML and CSS for the most part, you can learn everything else just from reading their documentation. Jekyll's documentation is decent. Now, Gatsby's documentation is phenomenal. Jekyll's documentation is is decent. It's good, but it's it doesn't not a lot of help to Gatsby. Not a lot of help. Um, it's it's helpful, but just not as helpful as Gatsby. But anyways, yeah, you need to know like at least HTML and CSS. But it would benefit you to understand like what a YAML file looks like because uh, that's what they use for a config file. It would also help you to understand what JSON looks like if you're going to be using what uh, data files that they have. Uh, it would also benefit you to know uh, how to use front matter and how to use the liquid templating, which the liquid templating is something that was created by Shopify, I believe. Um, it's very simple to use. And they explain it on their site, but those are really the the core things. And yeah. luckily, all of those are extremely simple. Now, if you're talking about what do you need to know to to kind of understand how to use Gatsby, I would I would say you need to know JavaScript, you need to know HTML and CSS, you need to have a good understanding of React. Long story short, if you're not a professional coder cannot use Jekyll or no, Gatsby, Gatsby, which is fine yeah. because it, it, you know, it's not meant to be used by the amateur or by somebody who's not diving into code like that. But there are definitely other options for the non-code junkie. almost said code yeah. monkey. Is code monkey code offensive? I don't, I, I mean, I'm not offended by it. I'm not like a guru, but I'm not offended. The code monkey. I'm going to ask Google. I bet that what I bet it exists. It's, One it's other thing, thing, it is a thing. What is a code monkey? Is a derogatory term for a programmer or developer? Are you kidding? It in, it infers. Let me see. 
<laughs> CodeMonkey is a derogatory term for a programmer or de developer. It infers that the person's skill set is very simple or basic or that they could be easily replaced. I'm sorry, Zach. You're not a code monkey. That's hilarious. I, mean, I thought no, code I'm monkey not. meant like, I don't know like what you, I thought Like it you meant. could just go just, ham at it and you knew. I thought it was stuff. just somebody who was like, a, like all that put their head down and all they did was code. Like they just could code the hell out of everything. It does sound more like that, but I guess maybe now, they're making now, it sound like now you're clueless. That definition, you're now that I've heard that definition, I don't think so. Now I'm thinking of like, it's a, it's a mongrel. It's like somebody who you're like, oh, this is just a code monkey. It's <laughs> I, like, you know what I think of? I think of like the, the airplane catastrophe that just happened with all the Boeings and how yeah. they, they paid like, they outsourced some of their code to like Indian codes, uh, coders that for like 50, I don't know what they're paying them, dude. It was like minimum wage. Mm -hmm. for coding like a, a very key component of the Boeing autopilot system. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, dude, you outsourced it to a cheap uh, solution. There was a whole bunch of crashes. Like a, whole, a whole bunch of people died. Yeah, and I know. That was, that was crazy. I think I think you should apologize to the people who are interested in, in code who don't know how to do it yet, though. Why should you I just, apologize? Because you insulted. You called them a code monkey. I didn't call anybody a code monkey. I Apparently, always, that's such an insult, which I had code, no idea. I thought a code monkey was a term for a specialist. I'm not apologizing. But, uh, <laughs> Just take now, it as a compliment. Exactly. Um, today. Yeah. You ever have a, a Sega Dreamcast? No. Well, today. <laughs> today is the 20th birthday of the Sega Dreamcast. Are you serious? A wonderful, short-lived gaming system. Yes. You don't remember the Dreamcast? Bro, the first gaming system I ever had was a PlayStation 2. You're no gamer? No. Uh, well, no. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> the Dreamcast, I actually didn't own the Dreamcast. It was a. It was the, the, the console that your friends had. I had a couple friends that had it. Man, I would play the hell out of that thing. I would play Sonic the Hedgehog and just go crazy on that. They used to have this little mini game with Chows. Mm -hmm. But if you're, you probably don't know because uh, you're not a gamer. But um, now that's derogatory. I'm just but uh, <laughs> there was this little system where you could have these little creatures and they would hatch from eggs. And you could yeah. literally like train them to run in these little Olympics phenomenal dude so you're breeding these little creatures <laughs> like making this super this super chow of the olympic races and stuff like that it was incredible man and then you could like breed them and make evil ones and great great i don't even think i beat sonic i think i only played that thing it was phenomenal that's crazy also crazy taxi um the other game jet set radio those were. I know Sonic like, the Hedgehog. Yeah. I don't know anything else you just said. <laughs> yeah, I'm alone in that boat. Many, well, many can relate, but yeah, the ones that do, you know, the nostalgia that hits you. <laughs> where, where is the? Uh, well, in talking about time. Where does the Sega Dreamcast place with the Sega Genesis? Oof. No, man. The Sega Genesis is definitely historically a better console. And okay. I was too young to really appreciate it, but the Sega Genesis was actually 
the first council I ever played. And it was, it's funny that you mentioned that, really. It's, it's hilarious. That was the first council I ever played in growing up in my grandma's house. And uh, we lived there for a few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would go to the kitchen. I would go to the kitchen every morning because I didn't go to preschool. So I literally just straight up skipped that portion. Fancy. And uh, I would just wake up, go to the kitchen, play NBA Jam, play Street Fighter. I'd play Street Fighter with my dad. I'd play the Lion King game, Sonic, (laughs) the Hedgehog. I'd play Sonic as well with my sister. And, you know, you never want it to be Tails. Um, The Toy Story game, dude, it was phenomenal. The Sega Genesis is by far the superior system. I think anybody... The okay. Dreamcast, it was kind of like Sega's last hurrah into uh, because they never released another. I don't think they released another council after that. I mean, I don't, I don't really recall any any other names with Sega in it, but that wasn't really to, my era. If I had to rank different councils, I would have to say that it would be Sega Genesis number one. Are we ranking like retro consoles? Or are we ranking like I was doing all time everything? I was going to do all time. I was going to do <laughs> if we're going all time. <laughs> let me not order them. Let me not order the consoles, but let me just go and put them in a general order. The oh, Genesis okay. is up there. Okay. Then the PlayStation One. All then right. Nintendo 64. I'm going to get some haters on that one. Uh, but I'm going PS1 over Nintendo 64. Nintendo 64 had those little niche games. You'd play Mario, you'd play Banjo, you'd play Donkey Kong, Mario Kart. Damn. Mm-hmm. N64 was actually really good. Tie <laughs> of PS1 and N64. Okay. The PS2. Oof, that was a the PS2 was a damn game changer, bro. It was a the PS2 changer. was crazy. I mean, it was the first one I had, but that was a good console. That was a phenomenal. I loved that thing. That that was, I remember one summer, they started making like this noise that sounded like a bomb was about to go off in my room. Mm -hmm. You put put in a game and it would go, it would play for like five minutes and then it would go. And I mailed it to Sony and it took them three months to fix it. I didn't didn't have a, and it was literally the beginning of summer vacation. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have a council for like two months. It was. You know, I had to be a kid that went outside, which I already did. But when you're done playing, you got to come inside for dinner. Because I think I was a part of the last generation that actually played outside. You know, yeah, now yeah, I feel the same way about myself. I would go outside, man, and we play sports till like sundown and then go inside for dinner, shower, play video games the rest of the night. That was it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Unless, a Harry, unless a Harry Potter book was out and then you'd read some Harry Potter. But um, at least for me, that was my thing. But um, going from the PS2, after the PS2, I got to say, you got to put the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Advanced. No, Game Boy Color. I, I'm not putting the Game Boy Advance on this. And then um, the Xbox 360. The Xbox uh, 360. I, I preferred it to the. I thought that was a better console than the PS3. The PS3? Yeah. Well, 
Wait, hold on though. There was what? the X. Which Xbox 360 are you talking about? Are you talking about like the the white one or the the, the newer white black one. one? The white one. The white one. Okay. The original Xbox 360. That console to me was better than PS3. I enjoyed it more. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because the Sony released a weak lineup of games, and I've always been about story. So if mm-hmm. I didn't have any games that had story. I was just kind of out for a lot of it. But yeah. um. In the then Sony started ramping it up, and Xbox started slacking on it. Then it switched. It was the PS3 was better, and then I got a PS3. Okay, but um, I'm putting the PS4 above that whole generation. I'll put the okay. PS4 above um, the Xbox 360 as well. But also, the Xbox 360 was the last console I had without any major responsibilities in my life. So I remember, yeah. I remember every console from then backwards very fondly because you just can't you don't you're not able to play with the same kind of (laughs) very i mean it's just you got to get into a mode where you don't have much on the table or you're like you just don't have the time bro to sink in sink in five hours that's why i don't play video games that much anymore i just i just don't have the time to sit down long enough to get into it like you do have the time it's just a matter of how can you spend the time everybody has the time well, no matter yeah. what you want to do with your time. So it's like, get older, you just don't, you definitely can't do it during the day anymore. Like if you're no. doing it during the day, it's Saturday. It's it's Saturday <laughs> or, sun, or Sunday. It's just, you know. It's Saturday, or Sunday, or, or just taking, a sad day. No, not a sad day. Or you're taking <laughs> a break in between work, but it's not like you can just drop work for three hours and go ahead and no, no. you just don't get to do that anymore. As once you, once you hit like your junior year of high school, you're not able to do that. Yeah. You get a job. At least that's when I started working. Uh, so that that's when it was all downhill. And then every once in a while, uh, you get a time, you get a game, and you're just like, "All right, I'm I'm diving into this one. I'm doing it." So yeah. that that never changes. That's always fun, and it's a great. I don't know. It's the most one of the most immersive ways to experience a story. I, I say hands down. So that's that's in definitely a video a, game. You mean? Hell yeah! A video game is more immersive than a movie. Oh in yeah, many, I, I in many agree. ways. Well, it well, also sometimes. lasts much longer than a movie a lot of the time. If it's uh, if it's a game with a deep storyline, yeah. Like if, if it's Red Dead Redemption. Oh yeah, know, Red, Red you know Dead was, was great. But you know, it's that. it's like that. Like you don't get many immersive experiences like that in film. No, but a film is definitely still ridiculous. And it's just incredible, and a, t- a well done TV show also. But um, people really sleep on video games for that aspect, and you'll find some of the deepest stories you'll ever see or experience in a video game and yeah. not just that but you're able to you're able to actually drive the whole thing you're a part of it you're making choices that are determining how your story plays out you're seeing that happen with with media now with black mirror doing the bandersnatch thing which i still haven't watched but i predicted dude, that, that, that movie's crap. phenomenal i love that movie dude straight up like 10 years ago i said movies are gonna start you're gonna go to a movie theater be sitting in there and you, everybody's going to have like a choose your adventure type story you're going to be able to make decisions in the movie during the story storyline you'll get an option and it'll be jake says take this bag throw it over the fence and then it'll give you four options accept the bag and throw it over the fence say no to jake take the bag but don't throw it over the fence take the bag 
and beat up turn Jake. it into the police. I don't know. Beat up, kill Jake. You know, it, <laughs> it'll just, it'll give you those. And then everybody in the seats will have different things going on. It'll be like a straight up, a large scale VR experience. I'm telling you, man. Maybe well, not to that degree. It could be a community decision. I, I was going to say, I feel like you would have to do it as like a vote. I mean, because otherwise, what's the point of going to a theater? You could experience the same thing at home with the headset on. True, true. A community experience would be nice, but at the same time, if you got like 200 idiots in there and they're just like choosing the most wacky It could answer. ruin it. Yeah, it could ruin it. Choosing uh, the Always choosing the most perverted or ridiculous <laughs> response to the situation at hand. <laughs> and not all that, movies are going to do that. That's most likely what's going to happen. Not all movies are going to do that. I could see it, man. You're seeing it in marketing. It's, it's actually a form of interactive marketing um, mm-hmm. and production that we talked about and we've seen done pretty well. I want to actually get into that, figure out a way to do that. I was going to say, where you have I would like, I would like to, to take on like some sort of personal project that uh, we can utilize that in as a tool to tell a story. And one company I think that did that very well already is uh, Blind, you know, Chris Doe's company. He did Blind, that. He Blind Studio. Yeah. So was it the Heineken commercial that we saw? Uh, no, it wasn't the Heineken commercial. So there was a couple things that I had sent you or in the past. So one thing was Typeform that did a video that's just to kind of showcase Heine- how you can Heineken. use their tool. Yeah, but then there was a different uh, thing that I sent or talked to you about once a long time ago, I think. Uh, but it was something that Blind Studio did. And let me see if I can pull it up. But anyways... I can't remember what band they did it with. They made a music video with a band and it's this whole like immersive experience where you choose the path throughout the music video. I think they did it with Coldplay. I think that's who they did it with. So Was it Coldplay? I think so. So Blind. Speaking of Blind, Chris Doe yeah. will be here in October. Dude, I am so excited for that. I'm we gotta so go. excited. I want to so badly. I saw he responded to you on Instagram too. That was pretty cool. Yeah, man. I guess he's doing the the respond to everybody thing now. Yeah. So I felt special until I saw that he responded to everybody. Oh, uh, that's. Uh, I said, I said, don't play with my feelings, Christo. <laughs> hey, I right, hold on though. So I just, I just pulled this up. This is what Blind did. It's for the song Ink from Coldplay. And let me let me just read this little little bit of a case study. Well, I guess you can call it a case study to you real quick, a little bit about the project. Cold Plays Inc. is an interactive story about a lost traveler who journeys to the ends of the world in hopes of finding his lost love. Viewers explore beautifully animated environments, making real-time choices throughout the video with over 300 possible paths to take. Each experience altering decisions uh, each experience altering decision changes uh, the how the story unfolds. That That's an oddly worded sentence, but dude, it's crazy. What? Interactive video preview. How do you get, how do you access that? I want to see it. Uh, click here to watch the full experience Ooh. on Eco. They made so, a website for it. I'll put the, uh, I'll put the link to it in the show notes. This is amazing. Isn't it? I love this song too. It's a good one. I'm playing it now. It's phenomenal. 
Which, what, what is it at right now? No, no, no. I'm actually playing the story. I'm making choices. Okay. Isn't it crazy, though? Have you actually done it? Yeah, I've done it. I, I did it when I came out, which, I mean, now this had to have been a little while ago. But, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's not. Using the dark path. <laughs> I'll even put the, uh, like, a link to the the blind website project uh, in the show notes as well. So you can this take a look at it. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Dude, it's nuts. Oh, pick up the bottle. Let's do it. Let's take the bottle. Take a drink, Bobble. Take a drink. <laughs> Tough. We got a drink to get over her. Oh. It's so good. Isn't it? Is done very well. I was very surprised. Trying not to think about her. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. I'm. You're literally playing as this traveler. There. So you're playing as a traveler, and you're literally making these choices throughout your journey. This is phenomenal. To a song, nonetheless. Something that's supposed to have rhythm and timing. You're supposed to have rhythm and timing? Well, I mean, no. I mean, a song has very specific timing in it. I mean... It's true. All the animations are in sync with it, too. Yeah. The animation is in sync. The transitions are phenomenal. The way that... um, the, the whole thing's put together it's just good I, I was actually more surprised at how seamless well no I can't say that because I was very surprised at how well or how seamless they made that Bandersnatch movie anyways no it's it's just done very 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 well how long is a four minute experience it's a four minute video technically yes um however I cannot remember now I don't think you ever alter the length of the video because it's a music video, but I do think you can alter the path to it. Like the entire path that you take throughout the video. To, trying to get this trying to find my love here, bro. <laughs> now this is I've, great, I'm, man. Isn't it? The animation is to me the hardest part about all this. They talk about it in their I don't want to say it's a case study, but let's selection. say it's a case study. Damn it. Couldn't choose I guess that not choosing is also an option. It is. It's an un. It, it 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 automatically chooses an option no, if you I think don't. My choice right now. I just messed up. Well, I think if I dive in the water, I'm gonna die. I will. Don't don't spoil it for those who who are still listening and for some reason haven't haven't looked in the uh, link and clicked it. Oh, I'm done. Bro, that is that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Isn't it? I'm obsessed. Dude, Blind does some amazing work. Man, we should do a music video. But a live action music video with choices like that. If we could, I mean I'm that's that's what I'm saying. Like I would love to have some personal project where 
we can put something together like that. I mean, there's no way it's going to be a, as high quality as what you're seeing there, obviously, but at least to just get our feet wet in the, uh, you know, in that area. Yeah. I mean, telling stories that, I mean, that's what it would be a proof of concept, but just telling stories that way, figuring out how do you, how to do that. I mean, it's, I want to, I want to say it's fairly uncharted territory. It's just like, even though we have some software built to, you know, actually help you create things like this, it's, it's just not commonly used. Is Hello Echo, it's a whole platform within itself. Yeah, that it's a whole platform. I think it's just, uh, it's meant for interactive things, I think. I don't want to stick my phone in my mouth, but. Like if you explore an interactive video rabbit hole. Yeah, the, it, everything on helloecho.com spelled hello and then eko.com. I think everything on here is basically interactive like they've got cook cook together things create with me i don't know anything about that stuff but random random things video. the cold play video is well, phenomenal the, the thing is that echo probably gives you it's probably built on top of the echo platform the, the ability to embed choices into your videos like this is not on youtube no this is not on youtube this just happens to be like a player for that kind of content i believe Although here, Echo for Creators. Expand your creative toolbox. Create your own interactive films. Start creating. Drag and drop in. Oh, they do have an interface to build that all. Drag and drop interface. Distribution on major platforms. And customizable code. We Echo need to do this or Eco. ASAP. We need to do this ASAP. How, how did I not read this before? Anyways, Echo Studio is a powerful and free online tool you can what? use to make premium interactive contents. It's easy to learn and easy to customize if you know a bit of code, which we do. Hey, hey, Even hey. if you don't, you'll be amazed at how simply you can share your ideas. Creative guidelines. Wow. Everything you need to craft, craft compelling stories, blah, blah, blah. Interactive. That's pretty cool. What happens if I click try it out? I'm going to oh, sign no. up for this thing now and play around with it. Well, all right. Well, I think that's that. Sells I'm going to make um, one of some personal footage. I have some, I have some footage from California a trip. I took, I think mm -hmm. I could integrate that footage in such a way that you make choices. It won't be as like seamless as Coldplay thing, but you make, you make a click here or there. Then. <laughs> it would be dope. But now that we know that that's a tool, apparently, I think we need to, to to plan something now here. What do you think? We need to plan something right now? Not right this second, but like very soon. I agree. Sorry, I misheard you because <laughs> I saw the Broncos Raiders game. Broncos kicker just missed the field. Ooh. See, the Raiders got back. screwed recently. Um, if you're a football fan, you know this, but um, they got they pretty much gave up substantial picks in the draft next year and the, I don't know what other picks they gave up but for this star receiver named Antonio Brown but it seemed like Mr. Brown did not want to be playing for the Raiders and so he caused a huge ruckus and um, created such as drama over there that they essentially said yo just we're going to release you and so now he's playing for 
Bum, bum, bum. The New England Patriots. Ooh. Yeah, bro. Patriots are so OP. They're just so good. Well, I see you putting some links in this. I am. I put a couple so, links in that document there. So tomorrow is... You know what? Let me not go there yet. We'll end it with that. I'm thinking of buying a camera. Okay. Thinking of upgrading. What camera? I'm in between Sony A7R3. The Sony... I'll put the Sony A7 III as the third choice. All right. And the Blackmagic 6K pocket camera. But that's the one that I want. I know it's the one you want, but it's also the one I want. But think, think about it this way. At some point, I am either going to buy the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema camera 6K, that mouthful of a camera, damn, why, why or do- the successor to it. <laughs> why don't why don't we go fifty fifty? You buy half of the A seven R three, and I buy half of the Black Magic, and then we we split custody. Not a bad idea. Well, well, how how much how much is the Sony though? Twenty five hundred. No, are you serious? Yeah, twenty five hundred. That's the Black Magic. Yeah, the Black Magic's twenty five hundred too. But the Sony A seven, but it's not going to take as good photography on the on the. The Black Magic, I well, think the, the Black Magic camera does shoot photography, it. by the way. I think it shoots photography. The Black Magic? Yeah, the uh, 6K. I think it shoots at 24 megapixels. No, I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Maybe 12 megapixels. That's too late. You've been quoted. Nerd, it's just nerd talk. But um, yeah, man, I'm, the thing is, I've been wanting to get a good versatile camera. And yes, the Black Magic shoots OP video. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what? Make a good point, but you need to buy that thing then by the end of the year. <laughs> I want, I want to buy can find it. it. You can finance it. <laughs> I, I still have. I'm not, I don't need to finance it. <laughs> no, no. I have. I, uh, look, sometimes they give you a financing option where, uh, and I, I know neither of us like to, and that's necessarily. But if you can do it in twelve months and not pay any interest, some people offer that. Finance the thing. Yeah, I know. I, I just think you should buy it tomorrow. I just don't like financing anything. I like to to just pay for it and own it immediately. I, mean, that, I get you. But now let me ask you. You get the black magic cam. Yeah. What lens are you looking at? Adaptable with all Canon lenses apparently. Yeah, so this one has the EF mount on it, so I can use any Canon lens. So I know My I need a wide, is, but a I super- also want to get a very good prime. So I was looking at a Zeiss. But I was looking at like a classic, well, I don't want to say classic, like a vintage Zeiss lens. I mean, it, it still has really good glass and it's just going to be fully manual. That's, that's the only thing about it. Yeah, no IS in it. Yeah. But if I'm shooting film, I, I feel like I don't really want autofocus. So you're honestly. running around shooting handheld, fam. Well, then I just won't run around shooting handheld. Come on, that's what the pocket cinema is for. But that thing could not fit in two pockets. The 6K one? Yeah. Well, yeah. The other one. It's, the 4K, it's tiny, the 4K but it's not that tiny. I mean, it's the original. I thought, I thought about it also. The, the 4K version is phenomenal. It's just the 6K version is such a bargain. You know, we're seeing like a time where it really 
cinema quality cameras are just becoming so affordable. I can't wait till the day that this camera is like fifteen hundred bucks. That's nearby. The Black Magic Pocket Cinema camera. It, we're nearby. Think about it. Ten years from now, what is the six K camera? You know, I mean, where are we going to be? Like a fourteen K point? I don't even know. Is there a, is there a limit on the K? Now you have the eight K TV coming out, the QLED for um, Samsung. No? Well, so, I mean, yeah. Uh, what's, where do we yeah, end? Now you're where going down. A, you're going down another rabbit hole right now. So, I think eight K is currently standardized in Japan, but 4K has only just recently been standardized here in the United States. So I do people. think it's going to be a much longer time for us to get not only 8K displays, but I mean if you're going to if you're going to output in 8K, you need to be capturing in higher resolution than 8K. You should be, cuz otherwise at what, at what point, you're, at what you're point literally limited stop? all the time. What point are we going to stop realizing the difference? The quality. You know, there's actually some very interesting videos on YouTube that you can look up to see it, it, that talks about, you know, what is the resolution of the human eye? And yeah, I mean, there is no we're technical kind of, we're resolution. We're past the resolution of the human eye, aren't we? N well, no, because there's no real technical resolution. Resolution, you know what I mean. Though, it's measured like, as far as I like know what you mean. Seeing a I, I think in technically, in a in a sense, we are, but you just have you have to analyze the way that the eye works because there's so much more to the eye uh, and the way that it processes information than what you would see uh, output on a screen from a camera. It's 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 interesting to look up. So I mean, I would definitely look up. You know, what is the human eyes resolution and see what kind of comparison videos you can find there's some pretty cool ones or you can look it up and tell us about it uh, I mean, if, <laughs> if, I, if i do if i do on another, on another note um the apple yeah. event is tomorrow oh i know i am so psyched about that are you i'm always i'm, psyched not, I'm not that psyched about it but um i enjoy the hardware ones much more than the software ones which is hard this is a hardware one this is always their annual hardware one yeah, this is the this is the hardware. The software was um, already done. Anything you're looking, expecting, hoping for? <sighs> um. Well, I'm curious to see what the heck they're doing with the iPhone, but I don't think I'm going to get it this year. If all they change to it is add a freaking that camera third thing. lens, I am I'm not going to get that. It's just it's ugly. So you well, changed your mind. Okay. It's it just doesn't look that good and it's not worth upgrading the phone. Uh now the Apple Watch, I'm very curious to see what comes out on it, and I'm I'm probably gonna get that just because mine's now going to be two generations old. Cause I didn't get the last one. Um I would love it if they had glucose monitoring on there, like a CGM built into it. Because that would be dope. That would replace, because I'm, I'm a diabetic, so that would replace my need for a, a CGM, which costs uh, a butt ton of money. So I'd rather just use a how watch. Would they, how would they be able to monitor your glucose levels with a so, watch? So, you know, I actually think, I, I mean, this is me 
repeating some things that I've heard of, you know, potential things that Apple may have been working on or is still working on. And I think that was actually one of the goals of the watch that was kickstarted by Steve Jobs initially, I want to say. The idea was put into motion then. Um, and again, don't quote me on that, but I, I think that was the case. But, you know, with the Apple Watch, I mean, you can monitor your heart rate. And I mean, it's, I mean, if you think about it in a simple way, I mean, you're shining a green light through your skin, you can kind of monitor your heart rate, but there's did much Steve more Job, involved than that. Did you say the Steve Jobs, I mean, he had the Apple Watch idea, but did he have an idea for the glucose monitor? Or no? I think I think it was the glucose monitor that he had an idea for, um, I think. And I think that's going to be... I mean, I'm crossing my fingers that that's something that releases and is something that's possible because if you look into some technology like that, it is possible to uh, read glucose levels through your skin. I, I think some of it, even you sweat, just that it just naturally exists on your skin to determine what it is um, or just look slightly beneath the surface and somehow they can determine what it is. It's very interesting, but I think, if they could do that, that would make the Apple Watch like such a powerhouse. Like that would, I mean, it's already amazing, but that, w that would save a ton of people a ton of money to begin with. Hold up, hold up. Tim what? Cook allegedly testing glucose monitor on his Apple Watch. Secret Apple that? team creating glucose sensors that don't pierce the skin. It's from 2017. A blood glucose monitor designed with consumers. Steve Jobs reportedly diabetic. And finally, he followed high carb vegetarian diet under care of vegetarian. Excess for sugar, same as other sugars. Diabetic. Okay, that's not the information I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, the Tim Cook though thing is is true. He says testing. Yes, spotted testing out a glucose monitor interesting yeah so that was um hmm. has it been rumored for 2019 uh, it hasn't i don't know it, it's just kind of been mentioned wearing a prototype glucose tracker connected to the apple watch according to a cnbc source the apple glucose initiative is the brainchild of late co-founder jobs that's phenomenal. Who envisioned a wearable device that would constantly monitor blood sugar? You know, when you're a visionary, you're a visionary. That yeah. would be huge, man. I know. I mean, I don't even want to say how much I'm paying oh. for for my Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs Vision, a non-invasive glucose monitor in future Apple Watch models. See, I wonder how far his blueprints went forward. Like, if he, if there's stuff that he still had envisioned. That is not out yet. There, there probably is. I mean, I feel like he has had many ideas that we will never know what they were, and some we will know in years to come. Hopefully, and hopefully they're they're all good. But who knows? Yeah. But no, I mean, I would I would have to say that's that's the thing I'm most interested in hearing or you know keeping an eye out for. I really doubt that it's going to be released. I think we're still a couple years off for something like that. But if we can do it, if or if they can do it, I'm, I'm, 
and release it. I'm definitely getting that, but I still may just get to watch anyways. You know, I'm, I'm hoping for nothing as impactful as that, but um, that would be amazing. So that's on my list now too. Um, <laughs> I don't see a need for a new watch yet unless the watch is able to um, play music like Spotify or Apple Music directly from the watch. I think that's already a thing, no? You uh, run. No, no, it's not. But, oh, okay, well, all right. So you well, can download you, music to it, yes. And then you can play it from the watch. However, with the new watchOS operating system that's coming out, which I know of because of the software event that I saw, I, I do believe you are able, going to be able to just stream directly from the watch itself. And even the the watch will have its own app store too. So you don't have to go to the watch app on the phone to download the, an app on the watch. The, the thing for me is the watch itself. I don't know what apps I would actually even want. I would love to have Spotify and just go running without my without my phone. Mm-hmm. But um, not going to lie. Let me see. I would like that more than anything. might call me crazy. I am hoping for a revamped user experience in the podcast. Um, the podcast store or the podcast, whatever you want to call it. The podcast like I think that, app. The podcast app to me is terrible. I, I think it, the way they have it set up is like, it, it's not awful, but it could be so much better. Especially for how big podcasts the phone? are. Apple Podcasts in general, the iTunes desktop yeah. version and the mobile version. Well, it I can tell you the desktop one is going to completely change with the new operating system that's coming out. Is um, it coming out to, uh, tomorrow or like within uh, the next couple months? It's probably going to come out within the next few weeks, I would assume. I mean, because they typically have a software event uh, that they hold where they announce, you know, not all, but which some is, of the new features and things June like that. June or July. Yeah, that's, that's that was a little while ago. I think it's in June. And then uh, all the stuff that they talk about during the software event, they release at the time or right around the time that they actually released the hardware from their hardware event. So hopefully it's like halfway through this month, but I do know with the new operating system uh, for the computer, they're completely changing the whole iTunes thing. I think they're breaking it out to where like music is its own app, podcast is its own app, and then you're going to have iTunes. And yeah, it should be. And then now when you plug in a device to your computer, it doesn't automatically open iTunes. And how about this, that you don't, when you subscribe to a podcast, you don't need it to actually download to your phone. I think, I don't even think you can turn that off. Like if you're subscribed, it downloads to your phone. How about like you just give me the, show it up on my feed, refresh my feed constantly. The podcast app on the desktop currently, to my knowledge, doesn't have a way to automatically refresh podcast. You have Mm. to literally manually refresh the podcast feed. Yeah, I don't that. think it does refresh but that's cra- automatically. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. They don't have that yet. So it'll be nice to see them change that. I would see also what I think happened. Love yeah, an iPad, an iPad version. I've been in the mood to get an iPad, but something that can replace a laptop on the go. Like literally, yeah, truly replace an, uh, a laptop. Or I could even connect a keyboard and a mouse and um, edit from it. Well, with the new operating system, iPad OS, you can connect the mouse to it. That would be lit. Well, I mean, you, you'll be able to do it in like a couple of weeks for sure. Well, I'm not buying an iPad in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you get the camera, what are you going to edit on while you're out in the field? My laptop. 
my extra MacBook that I have here. Yeah. The the twenty twelve or twenty fifteen. Okay. Hmm. Well, with that being said, that takes us to the hour mark in a yeah. good return episode of the Midnight Exchange. Absolutely. Um it's actually you have returning any closing midnight right comments? now. It's turning midnight. Uh I mean, no, not really. I'm I'm just glad to be back. Glad that we're recording this again. Hopefully we can squeeze one in next week once I get back from from North so, Carolina again. We'll squeeze one in next week. Obviously not Monday. No. Um maybe Wednesday or Thursday. Thursday. Probably better. Just because of I have a a gig on Tuesday morning and have to turn over something. Maybe Wednesday. Let's play it by ear. Thursday might be better for me. But anyways, maybe we should talk about uh about what we saw in the um Apple event. That'll be a good one. That'll be good. All right. Cool. Do it. All right. Well, All right. I think we can go ahead and wrap this on up here. So if you wanna, you know, keep tabs on us, you can go follow us on Twitter at T H E M E podcast. So it's stands for the Midnight Exchange but that would be too long. You can also go to Instagram and find us at the Midnight Exchange. And you can find us at the Midnight Exchange on Facebook as well. Uh, and then our website is the midnightexchange.com. And if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email to podcast at the midnightexchange.com. If you want to send us love letters, you can also include those in your emails. Mm-hmm. And whatever other means you want oh you know dude i have a p.o box we could put the p.o box there too nobody's gonna send us a damn thing in the PO hey box. you don't know you know oh man you know i gotta go check my p.o box i haven't checked it in like a month it's probably like overflowing with junk you haven't checked it in months i haven't checked it in, i've been i've been in and out of town so much recently I've, i just haven't even thought about going over there to check it <laughs> all right all right anyways (laughs) thank you everyone for listening we'll catch you in the next one peace out